By God, I've got to do some prayers. you got to get some faith. <laughs> yeah, so you get a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. And I've cleaned my guns. Clean your guns. Cleaned, yeah. yeah. Well, we thought you boys would probably turn tail and run. You just So you're like... saying you're scared of yourself. Or you need to outnumber us to beat us because you're scared that you'll lose otherwise, is that what you're saying? So I'm, <clears throat> I imagine, disarmed because... You've dropped the gun, yeah. So I think I will fall to the ground and pick up the gun in my offhand. So Tony, the one shooting at you. Ooh, Ooh. that's three successes. Ooh. Okay, Tony, so that's going to be three points of damage, and that's going to be one crit. Six! Yes! Bollocks. Oh, you just had your head blown off. Mate! Okay. Oh, no, Tony. <laughs> oh, no. I need a new character. I said no, you can't play a ninja. This is an old west game, and they didn't have ninjas. But the year is 1869, and there are historical records indicating there were ninjas. In fucking Japan, not in the old west. Right then. Let's take it. Let, let's return ourselves to um, Yonada Springs. Yonada Springs in New Mexico. Uh, I think let, let's start by you two guys introducing yourself. Matthew, you go first, and then Tony. Um, that will your introduction. I think will lead us into a summary of what happened last time. So uh, let me introduce the business first. We're an outfit <laughs> called Freeman Halden. 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 Um, and uh, I am Marion Freeman. And Marion Freeman is uh, had a mother from the Great Lakes and a father from the emancipated Old South. Um, he they um, he 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 grew up on a ranch. I think I can't read my own handwriting. Um, uh, I've um, uh, been a bit of a grifter with with Farrow uh, before. Uh, um, getting a little bit of a win and investing in a business here in Jonada Springs with my friends. Um, I hadn't actually worked out who my partner was in this whole thing yet, uh, but um, I've invested with... Was it the character whose death you were just laughing at? <laughs> well, obviously not. Because... <laughs> Because I maybe he liked his brother more all along. Maybe I liked his brother more all along. That, yeah. Anyway, Tony, who are you? <laughs> well, uh, I'm Jimmy Halston, uh, younger brother of William Halston. William Halston was the uh, main partner in the business with Marion, uh, the ranching business. Um, but William Halston had an unfortunate <clears throat> incident in the last scenario in doing the right thing standing up to the bad guys he uh, was shot in the head and killed so uh my character now is jimmy harlston um who was an npc before one of the posse but he was the younger brother of um william harlston um, also rancher um he wasn't the full partner of the business but he was he was working on the ranch um, but now has inherited his brother's share of the business um he was <clears throat> tried to persuade his brother not to confront these bad guys, 
because he feared what would happen. Obviously, what he feared, the worst did happen. Um, and now he's, yeah, I guess his motivations are, he's a bit conflicted. I think he would kind of wanting revenge for the death of his brother, but the guy who killed his brother was also killed in that fight. So I think he feels a bit bad that he wasn't the one to deal out that justice. Um, but he also quite strongly feels he wants to now make a success of the business and behave in a way that would make his brother proud. I think it was your your third compatriot, Nathan Hawcock, I think his name is, uh, Andy's character, who finished off uh, Dalton Tannehill, who I think was the man who shot your brother in the head. Yeah, so Jimmy Harsden uh, kind of obviously wasn't involved in the, the fight, but kind of got wind of what was happening, but turned up kind of just at the end of proceedings and turned up to see that his brother was dead. Well, it turned up just in time to see him get killed. So yeah, that that that. Um, let's just uh, yeah, let's just remind you. So that uh, confrontation sort of went back to scenarios before the last one when you had a run-in with uh, a guy called Gus Tannehill, and Gus Tannehill worked for Donald McGinn, who was one of the two large cattle ranching interests in Uinada Springs, and this was all over uh, the the murder of some small ranches and the, the theft of their cattle, which Gus Tanhill was uh, was party to, was involved in. You challenged him, and in the <clears throat> ensuing fight, Gus was crippled, badly wounded. So a few weeks later, after the dust had settled, Gus's brothers and cousins, cousins turned up in town looking for the men who'd crippled their, their cousin and their brother. Ended up in a stand-up fight, um, where in the end... Gus, who was there but wasn't involved in the fight, but he was killed. Dalton Tannehill was killed. One of the cousins was killed. Anselm Lowell and Erland Tannehill both wounded and left town. Uh, and unfortunately, William Harlesden was was killed in in that fight. So that's pretty much where we ended up. So the other thing that had happened last time. So you've taken against the McGinns a little bit because the McGinns <coughs> seem to be unscrupulous and ruthless um, characters who are obviously happy to connive at murder in order to expand their, their ranch and more than happy to try and try and uh, intimidate or persuade people um, to help themselves out. Now, there's suspicions that they may have stolen some cattle from John Chisholm. Chisholm being one of the biggest uh, cattle ranching barons in all of New Mexico. And you met with a couple of men who you suspected of being Pinkertons, but didn't have any any confirmation of that, called Mikel Kerman and Cody Picker, who were in town investigating the loss of that cattle. Um, and obviously suspecting McGinn. And that's pretty much where we are. It's now autumn, so it's just gone into autumn. Um, this scenario opens with the funeral of William Harlston, which I'm assuming you're going to bury him in Yonada Springs or are you going to bury him on the ranch? Or Did he have any last wishes, Tony? Say that he wanted to be buried in Alaska. <laughs> <coughs> That's all right. I just make the scenario an Indian raid and have you both slaughtered. It's fine. That's no problem. Off you fuck then. Go on. <laughs> I think I think we'd bury him on the ranch. I think we'd have a little family 
graveyard on the ranch. Yeah. Um, a lot of the people in town, um, including um, Garland Rayburn, his wife Nola, and Augustina Paquito, who are two of the other powerful, influential people in the village, in the, in the settlement, have expressed their desire to attend the funeral. And so if you're willing, um, it seems that quite a few people from the town would come down to, to attend the funeral. Yeah, I'd be very happy for anyone who wants to come and pay their respects. Yeah. Um, the town doesn't have a, a churchman, a preacher at the moment. Um, you don't need one. You could just conduct the service yourself. It's like I earned a living as a grifter, surely. <laughs> oh, no, that's your game. <laughs> <laughs> No, the, 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 the nice the nice difference with this game is that you are trying to be yes. honourable, ethical, moral people, whereas in the game that Tony runs, that isn't exactly the case. Not not exactly. Not exactly. Um, but yeah, as we said on the journey here, um, the 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 moral of of our campaigns is that if you are evil and ruthless, you do well. If you stand up against that, you get killed. Yeah, because all those very, very bad evil characters are prospering quite well. Yeah. And whereas in the last one, I did the right thing here and got shot in the head. Yes. And killed. And that, to me... <clears> so that's the lesson of Toto's. Is if the strap line of the Wild West. <laughs> Where murder hobos were made. <laughs> uh, well, absolutely. Without a doubt. Um, yeah, so... Uh, it, yeah, there's a decent turnout from the town, actually. Um, and I think you can both improve your reputation by one step Ooh. actually and your fame I think I think you gain one to fame and you gain one step on your reputation in any direction you wish to take it now where did I put my fame and reputation fame is three my fame is now one then so reputation is it's uh, it's that table the table so it's uh, uh, I can probably find the copy in here um, See my rep. Oh, I love this. I've got a, I've got one of those pencils with one of those erasers that, rather than rubbing out the pencil mark you've made, he just sends it into a giant splodge. Smears <laughs> it into a sort of slightly red, black splodge. I mean, I'm not sure that one's much better. To be honest, I've got one in the bag. If that doesn't work. Well, I can still clearly see what was there before, but uh, a bit of the slodge has been wiped off. Um, <laughs> Said the actress to the bishop. So I can... Okay, I have... So with reputation, so fame goes up one, that's easy, that's just one. Yeah. But with reputation, I've got um, moral and cooperative scores. So moral, am I going up one moral or one cooperative? Oh, no, you're moving one space. So, yeah in, yeah, in effect, it is up one or other, yeah. And I can choose. So, what, what is your... I am moral five and cooperative one. And I, I kind of feel, since I... So, so, hang on, so, so five and one. Um, so, that, so, that's, yeah, on this one, it's good or bad guy or community-spirited. So, that makes you a loner who looks after number one at the moment. Yeah. Well, I've done some stuff for the town, so I'm going to get cooperative up to two. So that takes you into respectful, not a lapdog to the law. Cool. You got the table there, Tate. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm 
Sorry, my reputation so far was selfish and unlikable, which I think is a bit harsh on Paul Land, but he's moving up to nothing, he's just there. <laughs> As opposed to lazy in all mouth. Well, that was that's the other option, which yeah. I don't think it suits the way this character is. Well, you could go, you know, you could go, shifty, helps if it suits you. You could get down to good for nothing, cur, double dealer. <laughs> <laughs> or peccant and dishonest. Because you can go in any direction you like. Yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. It's, it's, it's implied you might want to improve yeah. your reputation there rather than have it go down, but it's not, it's not a given. Okay, so um, it's an interesting question about, well, maybe not interesting question, a question about <laughs> about how the so nothing. You're just there, which I am now. There's actually four spaces for that. Yeah. So. And I've moved into one of those. Next time I get an improvement, can, can I go up from? Because yeah. I'm not necessarily writing down which of those spaces. No, you should, no, you should, you should, you should write should down your separate scores. Okay, so that's so your score. Your score at the moment is three four because it's three along there and four along okay. there. So we need to basically record exactly which space we want. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking I might turn those into individual things rather than have, it was kind of like I'd run out of I'd run out of ideas run out of ideas exactly when I wrote that in the first place but yeah um, yeah so the funeral the funeral happens it's a good service um, Garland Rayburn turns up Nola his wife comes along brings the the little baby Dean if you remember the the family who were killed uh, were a young couple and their baby the Dean family the baby was left in the wilderness to die. You rescued it. Uh, William Dean's father, who's also called William Dean, arrived in town. And you were able to tell him what happened to his son and his daughter-in-law. And that the baby was still alive. The baby's been left with Nola Rayburn now. Um, and she's bringing it up. But William Dean Sr. Is, uh, is, is planning to settle in Yonada Springs. And he obviously comes to the funeral as well. Um, <clears throat> you do notice just before the funeral st- you're getting, there's probably about 30, 30 or 40 people there from the town which seeing the town is probably only a few hundred strong is a pretty good turnout um, you do see just before the, the service start a, a horse drawn cart being, being ridden up and you notice Mary McGinn and her daughter Gronia getting off dressed in black Coming towards the uh, coming towards you, um, and she says, uh, "I would like to offer the condolences of the McGinn family for your loss, James." Um, well, she probably actually calls you Mister Harlston, actually, at this moment, <clears throat> and and hope that that the the bad blood between our our families can be put aside, and soon we can support each other as friends. Uh, we we've come to pay our respects and, and hope that you welcome welcome our attendance. I say nothing and look at James. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure best, but I'm not going to make a scene in uh, the, my brother's funeral. So I'll say, um, anyone who comes to res- pay their respects to my brother is welcome. Thank you. And she, she takes her hands and says, thank you, thank you very much. Um, yeah, so it's a good, it's a nice funeral. It's a, it's a good service. Um, I guess a couple of hymns are sung over the grave at the end. And then um, 
people head back presumably to the to your ranch for presumably you're having a little a little wake. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> um, unless there's anything you two want to do at that, then that wake kind of kind of happens, and then people get back on their horses and on their carts and head back into into town. So, um, we don't like the McGins. No. Um, Augustina Paquito and the Paquito family came as well. Yeah, great. They're good. Did they bring a mariachi band? If you asked for one, they would have brought one, yes. Did, did you ask for one? No, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It may even be a bit of a cliche. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to look. We'll have to do a bit of research on mariachi bands and see whether they were actually a thing in 1870s New Mexico. Um, Probably. But, so the McGinns aren't particularly our chums. Uh, I, yeah. Although I have, I have been kind of trying to get Mrs. McGinn on on my side. Last time, she was the one who who made a suggestion that if you took yeah. care of these two guys investigating the Chisholm cattle thefts, because obviously they were interested in Donal McGinn, um, they could they were sure they could get the heat off and get the Tannehill gang to yeah. to leave town without doing anything. Right, so, okay. And you told them to stick it up their ass. Yeah. I, did I tell them to their face to stick it up their ass? Anyway, but... Or did we respectfully decline their offer? I suspect you... I think you respectfully declined their offer. We should look at... We'd listen to the tape, actually. <laughs> Got a recording of it. No, I don't, th- I don't think you were... I mean, she, she basically gave... It was a veiled threat. She's quite a... She's quite a Manipulative, hard-nosed, manipulative, manipulative, so I dangerous think, woman. You think? Uh, so, as I say, I'd been trying to see if I could get her on side, knowing that her husband was was just not. Yeah, Donald's hardly speak, spoken to you yeah, at all, Rick. Uh, but I, so I'm not going to waste any time at the funeral just doing that again. Yeah. I will, uh, following James's lead, be polite, uh, but I will. And try and find other people to talk to. Have you have you tied up Nathan and left him in the cellar? Andy's character. If we were trying to be polite to people. <laughs> now Nathan's here as well, but in the background. <laughs> this isn't a Nathan story. This episode. No, not. This is a James story. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think Nathan is dealing with his grief by just concentrating on the animals and stuff like that. So, um, so that's where he is all the time. <laughs> just running the ranch yes okay yeah so the funeral the funeral happens uh, everyone peels off back to town um, you're obviously sort of going through your, your brother's stuff um, clearing things out and, and sort of I guess grieving and you you find something as you're going through his his, his possessions that you hadn't seen before it looks like a little battered rusted metal box um about probably eight inches long two or three inches wide and deep like an old cigar box or something um that you've never seen before it rattles if you when you pick it up oh tony i know james has never seen it before but you were playing this character you'll know (laughs) he's dead uh Okay, can I can I open it? Is it padlocked? Yeah, yeah I'll open it. Yeah, I will open it and have a look at it. 
Um, roll 66 and add them together. 6d6. Yeah. Assuming the high is good, this is a bit crap. So, <coughs> uh, seventeen. Okay, so there's there's seventeen dollars in change in there, which is obviously what was rattling, and and there are some papers that are sort of like folded over. One of them is a uh, a birth certificate for for William, or you think for William. Um, the father's name is listed as Byron Stafford. And the mother's name is listed as Minnie Matheson. Byron Stafford. And Millie Matheson. Minnie Matheson. Minnie. Um, and it's... The name of the child is William... Whatever William's middle name was. Stafford. I'm not here, am I? So I'm not going to comment. Uh, it depends where, where the, if you're opening it in the kitchen, kind of around the table. Well, I'm probably not. I'm probably I'm probably looking through stuff privately. I suspect at this point. You also find. So uh, do I not recognise these names at all? No. Nope. You also find. <laughs> okay. Then... Don't look at that. I've written down some stuff on there that I shouldn't have done. <laughs> Don't look at the back of that. And you can give me that back. You find those two. One is... They're, they're both letters. This is exciting podcasting. This this is this is the real beauty of well of podcasts, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe I will share this with my uh, my good friend Marion, which then I can means I can read it out loud. <laughs> so the first letter is. Are you literate, actually, James? That's a good question. Or do you need to bring it to Marion to read? That is a good question. I don't have any book learning, so does that mean I can't? Read? I don't think it does. So we haven't made any ruling. No. We need to make a ruling on that one. Because what would the literacy levels be? A kind of a branch hand, yeah. What's your, what's your docity? A docity is three. Yeah, interesting. So I think you've got enough to be able to read it. But we'll have to make a ruling on that. Do you think we've got to make a rule on that? Probably. Yeah, well, or do we just assume people can read enough and you need book learning to do actual stuff with yeah. it? You know, like, you know. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Illiteracy is kind of a feature of... It is. Western. Maybe we should... Do we want to have to have force people to have book one book learning to be able to read at all? And also, if you, if you know, let's say, right, you're literate at three, for example, on book learning. Um, but if... <laughs> If you go down to two, you're illiterate. L later on, that doesn't make sense, does it? I mean, if somebody's really stupid and yeah. they're only two, then you, we could say they find it hard to read. But then they, they, they take old. they take a point they take a point of docity and they suddenly can't read anymore. Yeah. Well, I suppose I that does does that not kind of reflect a decline in mental faculties? Although actually, I mean, you're. Yeah, but you hardly ever forget how to read. I mean, you know, there are lots of mental diseases later on where you do yeah. forget how to read, but 
Although actually that might be a way of doing it. If you, we could say that if you've got any points in book learning, you can read. Yeah, obviously. If you haven't, at level three, you've got enough to be able to read, but you can't write very well. You can just work, you can like sound out the words kind of thing. Um, I was going to say that at level two, actually. Because then everyone can read. Yeah. Because nobody will have a dosage of one. We'll have a think about this yeah. outside the game. Outside. Anyway, it's an interesting conversation and the, the advantage of playtesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think you can you can read enough to be able to make it out totally. Yep. With a with docity of three. Okay, I'm going to come and talk to Aaron because I'm a bit slightly shocked by this. I'm going to read out. So this is a. You got to read it out in that sort of slow and hoarding. Yeah. <laughs> Dearest. Billy. <laughs> you don't have to, Tony. It's okay. Yes, you do. Oh, don't I? <laughs> yes, you do. Go so on. this is a... I mean, I've got a dust of three as well, and I haven't got book learning, so... Um... <laughs> you can do it together. So this is a, this is a letter from, from my mother to William, but not the mother that I knew. It says, my dearest Billy... I know you wanted to know more about me and your father, but I don't blame you for turning your back on me. I won't interfere in your life and that of young Jimmy, as you might not welcome that. And the truth might be too much for Jimmy to cope with, with his, at his young and immature age. Immature? You don't know when this letter was written. <clears throat> but know that I am sorry for what happened, and I hope you can one day forgive me and welcome me back into your life. If you ever need anything, you know where I am. I won't be moving from Silver City anytime soon. Ma. And then here's a letter that looks like William wrote back but never got to send. It says, Dear Ma, it was a shock to find out about you in all your glory. And I'm sorry I reacted so badly. I think I can forgive you. And then it might be time to tell Jimmy he's growing up into a man you'd be proud of. <laughs> yeah, with a really shitty reputation. And it's time... He knew about you too. There's some business, some trouble to deal with here. Then I'll tell him and send you this letter, which I'll finish once I've told Jimmy. That's where the letter ends. Right, let's have a look. What's the stuff on the back? We're not meant to sit there. It's not, it's not too incriminating. It's okay. But. I know you wanted to know more. So, that, so it says, this letter, I know you wanted to know more about me and your father, but... I'm not going to tell you. Apart from introducing myself to you. Is there something else, like a newspaper clipping that you found with this? Nope, that's all there is. No, this is this is everything. I've no idea what this, this means. In all your glory, he replies. So I presume, just in terms of the backstory of these characters, I grew up with the parents that I thought were my real parents. Yeah. And you? They were now dead, presumably? I guess so, yep, probably. <clears throat> There's a family role for that. Yeah, that's true, there is. I don't think, because I looked, I don't think, if we did make a family role, we didn't write it down. Mm, maybe you're, maybe we did the new family table after we did this character generation. Let me see if I've got the family table on here. I might not actually have it. I don't think I do, because I don't think I've got the... Oh, I might do, I might do. Hang on. I do. Okay, 2d6 then, Tone. 2d6. And as in a d66 or 12? No, no, as in 2d6, yep. Eight. 
Your family is small, but your folks are alive. <clears throat> Maybe there's a younger sibling who lives with them. You don't always get on, but that's family, ain't it? So I think your family are on the East Coast, so there are 2,000 miles from here. Because you were, you were a coastal farming yes. upbringing. Yes. Oh. So I think they're probably on the East Coast, Eastern Seaboard. Um. <clears throat> and where's Silver City? How far away is that? Silver City is in New Mexico. That's handy. Uh, it's to the west, southwest. It's there. And Yonada Springs is there. You probably know a little bit about Silver City. So Silver City, it, each square is, is 12 miles. Um, Silver City is, uh, is newly founded, only founded in 1870, um, because as the name suggests, they've found... Silver. Veins of silver in the mountains there, and it's basically boom time at this place. It's growing very quickly. Um, not just silver, but copper and other things as well, but silver was the, the find that really got the, uh, got the town going. In all your glory. Well, because I think, actually, if I... It was practical. I think the first thing I do would be to talk to who I thought were my parents to ask about if... Or to write to them, given they're thousands of miles away. Yeah. Which you probably can't write very well, I'm going to say. With velocity of three, I think, you can read, but you can't really write. But you could get somebody else to write. Somebody, yeah, there's somebody in town. Yeah. Or maybe... I don't know. Maybe we want to go to Silver City and try and find the people first and ask them what it's about. Obviously, William believed that this person was, was in fact, our mother. Which means that I should take it seriously too. So I think I'll be planning a little trip to Silver City. All right. Well, I'll stay here and look after the horses. Excellent. Good. good plan. See you, James. <laughs> we're going to have this game at home and save ourselves a fucking two-hour drive, can we? <laughs> I'll come with you. But we would have. I would have missed out on okay. a unfeasibly large amount of onion rings. <laughs> so that, that makes the drive worthwhile, anyway. <laughs> So I'm going to look carefully through everything, the rest of William's blogging there, see if I can find anything else that is relevant or reflective. <clears throat> uh, no, you you can't. Um, nope, there's nothing, nothing else that seems pertinent. Yeah, Nathan and. Uh, John Boy Smithson can look after the ranch whilst you're whilst you're away, so that's not that's not going to be a problem. And it's September, so the weather's still pretty warm, pretty warm and dry. It gets it gets really cold in the winter, but not for very long. Winters tend to be quite short in New Mexico. So 
So it's still the city then, it's 12 miles uh, square. 12 miles, do you say? Yeah, so it's probably 160 oh, miles sorry, or something. 12 miles per square, yeah. 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 I've got to say, 12 miles away. <laughs> we'll just pop there this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> New Mexico's got a lot smaller. So it's probably 160, 170 miles to Silver City. How long will that take? Um, and what can we do in a day? 20 Riding miles a day. You could probably do 30 on horseback. Yeah, they don't want to push your horses because we're not no. really going to be in a position to change them at any point. So, that's, are that's you, what I was thinking. Are you planning to head straight across direct the direct route? Because you then have to cross the Rio Grande, which might be a challenge. Yeah, we'll We'd probably go bridge. on the road, wouldn't we? Yeah. Yeah. It's obviously... Further, longer distance, but on the road it's going to be quicker than we've got to go across the mountains to get there and cross, as you say, the massive raging river. river. Yonada yeah. Springs. Yonada Springs. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So down south to Las Cruces. Las Cruces, across the river that way. Yep. And, um, and then along and up. And then along to Deming. Yeah, so I think you can get to Las Cruces in two days comf reasonably comfortably. That is one night on the trail, obviously. Um, I've got a sleeping roll, this one. So, yeah, if, you, uh, if, if we can make a nature roll for, for building your camp. Should we do that? Yeah, how do you Cool. Nature? I don't know, I'm just checking. <clears throat> yeah, it's shit. How's yours? Quite shit. It's, uh, I haven't, well, I have no nature skill, um, but it's... I have four in cunning. Cool. Well, I've got three in cunning, so I, I'll give you a dice of help. Yep. Uh, so, so in this game, one die has to be a mishap die. Oh, yes. Remember, yep. And if you roll a one on the mishap die, then you may suffer a mishap. And but that's that, only you only suffer a mishap if you, if push. you push. Yeah. But if you roll, if you if you roll a one on the mishap die, could you then still push, but just knowing you would have the mishap? Yes. Absolutely. So that is one success and no mishap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's a warm night. There's plenty of places to, to bunk down. Um, you find a little bluff where you can uh, sleep for the night, and um, hobble our horses, obviously, that sort of thing. Yep. And nothing untoward happens. The sun rises. You're both still alive. Had a reasonable night's sleep for sleeping on the trail. And you can head down to Las Cruces. So we don't get a Mexican coming to ask us for help in the night? Not this night. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Particularly wanting a Mexican to ask you for... No, I, it's just it's one of my favourite scenes in... Have you seen... Is it uh, Blazing Saddles you're talking uh, about? Bone Tomahawk. No. Oh, it's brilliant. I mean, Bone Tom Tomahawk may have issues that we can discuss outside this. <laughs> brilliant scene where... Um, kind of one of the protagonists is injured and so he's sleeping but the others are keeping guard and this single Mexican appears on the edge of the firelight and says oh, you know, I've been attacked by bandits and, and stuff and has a story um, uh, but then they kind of work out that there's more than this one Mexican and there is another one so this other one comes out of the sun and immediately uh, this terrible man 
who's part of the, the posse, he's an Indian killer, is by trade. He right. just shoots them both. At which point the sleeping bloke wakes up and goes, oh, what's going on? He says, oh, I think I can't remember the terrible man's name. Let's call him Ben. Um, Ben's just teaching a couple of Mexicans the meaning of manifest destiny. <laughs> Charming. Uh, but there we go. Carry on. <laughs> so what you're saying is you want to shoot a Mexican. <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> to relive that scene. <laughs> I'd say, I'm teaching you the meaning of Manifest Destiny. <laughs> are they your character's middle names? They're not. Manifest Destiny Freeman. No. Otherwise known as... Ma Marion. Marion. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so you, you managed to get down to Las Cruces. Las Cruces is quite a busy little town. Um, so kind of crossroads. Um, Bigger than... Bigger than Yarda Springs, quite a bit bigger, yeah. Uh, you can spend the night there if you want, because probably by the time you get there, it's mid-afternoon. What's uh, How civilised is it? Is there a saloon? Yeah, there'll be saloons and there'll be a, be a hotel. Um, sheriff, this is where you would have sent for the sheriff if you'd people had been bothered about having a sheriff come and deal with your situation last time. We can deal with our own situations. Yeah, dealt with that really well. That really well. <laughs> turned out well for me. Um, <laughs> when are you going to let it go, Tone? Well, I don't know. We'll find <laughs> out, we'll find <laughs> out, <laughs> out <laughs> we? The death of his brother, go. <laughs> no, when is Tony going to let the death of his character go? <laughs> no, it's all in character. It's my brother's okay. still grieving. He's only just buried his brother. Give him a chance. That's true. Yeah. It was yesterday. And here he is gallivanting off on holiday. Well, he's then just found out that he's adopted. His family. It all makes perfect sense, Dave. It's almost like you wrote it. <laughs> almost like I planned it this way. <laughs> and also, I think every time he feels bad about his brother dying, you, Dave, Seamark, should feel kind of relieved. <laughs> Yeah, if I got, well, I'm glad that bastard's dead. <laughs> Brothers, bastards, eh? Well, it's got to be nice because I'm driving home, so. However, uh, we slept last night out. I kind of fancy maybe spending some money in a decent yeah. uh, bit of lodgings. Maybe making some money in a bit of decent lodgings yeah. since I had the gambler talent and... Well, let's do a bit of gambling. There's a there's a table here in the saloon. I mean, yeah. the the place is quite, you know, it's not particularly salubrious. It's a, it's a dirty, dusty little, violent little town. Will they let a black guy like me into the saloon? Is the first question, or mixed race guy like? Me? Yes, yes, yes. They will. Uh, it's uh, there are quite a lot of it's 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 a very eclectic community. There's a lot of Mexicans, Hispanics, quite a lot of African Americans, a few natives. Although the natives are actually kind of just passing through and doing trade, because the certainly the local Apache um, are quite aggressive and hostile, not in small part because um, because of the settlement in their land, and particularly actually Silver City was settled on a on a site that the Apache used to use frequently, mm. and obviously they can't now, so they're quite angry about that. Um, a couple of years ago, there was a guy called Bullard 
who went out to teach the Apache a lesson to stop them doing that and didn't come back. Uh, well, he did come back, but he came back dead <laughs> uh, as they killed him. He's now buried in Silver City. So the, the, the Native Americans aren't terribly popular around here simply because of the hostility that's come about around, uh, certainly to the West. Cool. But yeah, if you want to find a table to to do some gambling, then then that is. I, I'm just thinking, you know, we could give the gambling rules a Another bit of a spin. spin. Yeah. Another spin out. Yeah, we've done a fair amount of it in. Right. Okay. Uh, in yeah. in Tony's games, great. I mean, I, I made loads of money. <laughs> and you've changed the rules since then. <laughs> no, I've changed the um, the one thing we did change was the congregation rules. Because oh, yeah, because Morgan's character is very very good at performing yeah and the performing roles are what you know the better the preacher is the more money he gets and he was just he's fucking just raking it in <laughs> i was like i nerfed it twice i nerfed it once and i hadn't nerfed it enough so i had to nerf it again. yeah yeah you see i'm 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 kind of feeling it should work like business rules i've said this before i know i i disagree yeah but but then then you make a set of rules that you have to nurse twice so but it works well though who's right me <laughs> in the end anyway um, where are we going? Gambling. Where are we? Gambling, gambling, gambling. Here we go. Nine. Oh, I was, in the right, I was already in the right place. Yeah, so you can find a table, not particularly low or high stake. Oh, yeah, kind of $50 stake. That's expensive. $50? $50? Yeah, I'm, I'm watching. I was looking for like a $10 table. <laughs> you could probably find a cheaper. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, so yeah, so that's like so yeah, three quarters of my money. <laughs> so they, so the men at the table when you go and say, hey, hey guys, can I can I join? And you're like going, fuck, fifty dollars. You got to sit down, or you got to get a stand there wasting our time all day, Mister. Well, if it's a fifty dollar thing, I say neither. I walk away from the table. <laughs> okay, you can probably find one at twenty dollars. Twenty dollar. Yeah, then they're not going to go any cheaper than that because that's getting a bit cheap if you don't. Uh, why not? There we go. Right at the end. How much are we spending on the room? Um, I I think two dollars between you. So a dollar. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll pay for that. Because okay, there's five guys around the table. Are you joining at twenty dollars? No, no, that's still like no, a quarter of my entire yeah. wealth. So no, I'm not risking that. <laughs> I'm, I'm young. I've not. I've not gambled much. I'm, yeah. I'll, I'll watch and learn from, from the master. From the master. From the master who has a gambling gambler talent. Apparently. So your gambler talent, which, so that um, you need to choose the style, right? So it gives you a bonus in one of the one of the play styles. So cheat, bluff, or play. Okay. So cheat is light fingered. Bluff is performing. And play is insight. <laughs> I'm not a great card player. <laughs> uh, Suddenly realises $20 might not be. <laughs> right, well, I'm going to go with what I was good at. I was a grifter, so... Cheat. I'm going to try a bit of a cheat. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right then. I'll just wait, you get found out and then gunned down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, right then, let's find some space. Okay, so the pot is a hundred dollars. 
And we need to make, you need to make a roll. So first and foremost, it's how are the cards cheating you? Cheating, <laughs> cheating you? <laughs> Treating you. So roll a d6. All right. Just one d6. One d6. To see, this is the nature of my hand is five. That's got to be quite good, isn't it? So, so yeah. And, and, and remember, these rules are covering a period of playing. Yeah, it's yeah, not just yeah, one hand. Yeah. So the deck's loving you. It's giving you all the cards you want. So for cheating, you get minus one. For play for bluffing, you get plus one. And for playing, you get plus two. Okay, well, I will try... Given the cards are going down my way, um, uh, my insight's not much good. I'm going to go with um, bluffing. Okay, so that gives you plus one to your dice with your cards you've got. Uh, okay, let's... Uh, how good are these guys going to be? That's not looking too great. <clears throat> right, so I am only rolling five dice. Okay. So I feel my odds here are not great. So, Tone, I'm going to get you to roll for two of them, okay. and I'll roll for two of them, rather than doing four. Yeah. So you've got six dice for your two. Okay. And we've got to get the most successes. Yeah. Or any success, this gives you a share of the pot. Okay. Okay, that's two You can push if you want. You have three faith to start the scenario. Okay, I've got one success, but I'm going to push. Okay, which was your mishap die? Orange. Orange. It's one that's a different colour. So two of them are different colours. Yeah, that's better. Oh, okay. Wow. okay. So how many successes your guy? Uh, two for the first one. Okay. So I just roll once for both of them, I think. Okay. And they got one, so that's three. So on that first half an hour, Matt, you've made fifty dollars. Cool. You so you plus thirty, so you invested twenty, but you now got fifty. Cool. Shall I walk away from the table then? Did you want to play again? Well, that would be why it will quit on your head. Yeah. It would be the wise course of action. And also, yeah, and I'm trying to be a moral person and actually my my next inclination would be to cheat. So I think I might walk away from that. Okay. $30. So you gained $30. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Like, you know, a month's salary for most people. Yeah. They're a bit put out, but... Uh, no suggestion that you were cheating or anything. <clears throat> it's good because I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, obviously, if you cheat and you 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 fail uh, or you miss that. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Or if, as a GM, I want to be nasty and let them have an observation, mm -hmm. uh, Hawkeye roll to see whether they think you're cheating or not. But yeah, that worked out well for you. Cool. Right. So. <laughs> Um, a bath and a and a and a sleep, I reckon. Yeah, unless there's anything else you want to do in Las Cruces, I think we can move move on. Um, okay, it's going to be another. Uh, if you pushed your horses hard, you could probably do Deming in a day. Yeah, I don't want to push my horse hard. No yeah. need. There's no need. No. Okay. So you'll need to spend another night on the trail between Las Cruces and Deming. So if you could make a nature roll for that.
Can I have, have help? Yeah, I'll... Them, so that's fine. Um, <clears throat> but I am going to push that. With a, with a, with a <laughs> so I get no successes. Okay. Now, do you remember what the exhausted condition does? No, we better look it up. For us in the game, because I don't. Because you obviously haven't set the cap in a good spot, or you haven't set it very well, so neither of you gets a very good rest finding it, but I'm not even sure we've actually got a exhausted condition thing. Oh, here we go. Yeah, okay, you can't recover cunning. You take one point of damage to your cunning. <clears throat> if your cunning is broken while exhausted, you immediately collapse into sleep for a full shift. As soon as you slept for at least a shift, you're no longer exhausted. But yeah, you're minus one cunning per day. Um, are you... Okay, make uh, make a Hawkeye roll, a group Hawkeye roll, but at minus two. Minus two? As a group Hawkeye roll, yeah. <clears throat> Who's got the best Hawkeye? Well, uh, now uh, with my cunning down by one, I'd have four. In... Yeah, you'll do better than me. With, can I have help? Okay. Yes. Two successes. Two successes. Uh, <clears throat> so Hold on. You rolled your full quota of dice, though. Minus two, um, was that? Yeah. So, that's what I got. That's what I got. Ah. so, one success. Okay, so you don't. <laughs> um... No, that's fine. You wake up, uh, your horses are neighing and kicking the ground. And so you've hobbled them and tied them up but so they can't get away. And you can hear the snarl of something. Um, right. It's quite, it's night, obviously, so it's quite dark. Okay. I'm just going to teach that wolf the meaning of manifest destiny. <laughs> it doesn't work so well. Uh, Head towards the horses and obviously be looking around for. You hear the 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 snarl. It's definitely not a wolf. It's probably a cougar. cougar. A cougar. Mountain lion. Um, would I scare it away with a shot? So well, let's go into initiative. So, uh, ace is high. Aces go first. High goes first. Yep. Yeah. Then I go, and then you go. New Mouth Lord will be so much better. <laughs> Ace is high, not Ace is low. Yeah, but New Mouth Lord will be so much better. <laughs> and Ace still goes first. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> can I, so, can I see the... You can see an outline of, say it's quite dark, you can see an outline of what looks like a lion worrying your horses, or snarling your, your horses. Uh, you can take a shot if you want, but it's going to be at negatives. I think I am going to take a shot. 
Um, as I say, even if I don't hit it, I potentially scare it off. So yeah, I'm going to take a shot with my Colt yeah. 45. Okay, it's going to be minus three dice because of the darkness. Minus three. Okay, so now your Colt 45 is that uh, double action, single action? Single action. Okay, so you need one action to prepare, yeah. and then you can shoot, but you get plus one on top of the stated number there. Plus one on top of that yep. for preparing. So yes. I get the same way as plus one, so I actually get plus two. Um, yeah, what we will do is change <coughs> the, the stats for the weapons so that the action bonus is included. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I have the Pistolier Talent, which gives me also gives me plus one when using a pistol. Yep. Excellent. So that basically, so I'm at minus three, and so that basically, three, so that basically cancels out. Yep. So I'm just basically using my aiming, which is um, five dice. No hit, but no, no mishap. You can push that. You can push it even with a mishap if you want. You just can't re-roll the mishap, and you will mishap. Pushing. So I get one success, which is three damage. Okay, ouch, that's gonna hurt. <clears throat> okay. Uh, that lion squeals and turns and runs. The second lion, the second lion that was Going for your horses is still going to go for one of your horses. One, two, three, it's yours. Four, five, six, it's Matthew's. So, Matthew, it's going for your horse. Have you got the stats for your horse? I have. Uh, so, he gets to attack. It's uh, going to do a leap. Um, no, it's not. It's going to do a bite. Uh, so, that is eight dice. And it hits, ooh, with two successes. So that's three points of damage to your horse. <clears throat> but it's not a critical. But your horse has taken damage, so it might be spooked. I am a high-spirited horse and a hot horse. So I don't think either of the one of those prevent it from being spooked. Um, so I'm down to three on grit and one on quickness. Okay, roll a d6. Uh, the lower the better. See how badly spooked your horse is. Three. Three. The horse whinnies and pulls at the reins, or pulls at its its ties. Next animal handling roll with this horse suffers a minus one dice modifier, so that's probably okay for now. It's your action, right. Matt. Um, is the lion hanging off the horse, or...? It's, yeah, kind of trying to... Right, I'm going to shoot it. Get it, but you can have a shot, yeah. With my walker, which I need to... I didn't write these stats in the right place. I got the stats here. The walker, Colt Walker. Oh, not stats. 
That's the stats. Uh, so attack bonus is plus one. It's single action, so that makes it plus two. Damage is two, crit of one. Okay, and what's the negative? Minus three. So minus one overall. Oh, hold on. Uh, one success. Okay, I couldn't see that. Yep, okay. Uh, Damage is... Two. Two. Um, shall I push that? Yeah, go on. Play test. Okay. Six. So that's another success? Yeah. So if you want, you can do a critical with that. Okay, let's go with that. Because that's good, because you then get to test the wild animal critical table. So that's D66 for the crit. Okay. Um, could, you could have done the same with the other one, actually, as well, if you'd wanted to. I only well, got one success, did you? Yeah, you only got one success. Oh, oh, but yeah, it's a heavier weapon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, orange is 10s. 53. 53. Blow to a leg, minus one rolls to all minus one to all quick rolls. Cumulative. Um, but I think the pain is probably gonna make it run. Okay. Actually, and that one disappears into the into the darkness as well. Um, your horses are very skittish. Um, I think you need an animal handling test to calm them down, please. Okay. Okay, so animal handling, this is this is what I can do. Do you want to pass me your diet, your um, card, Matt? Because we're coming out of initiative. Do we each do individual animal handling for our own horses? Or? Yes, please. Yeah, you can't do a group roll for this one. Oh, two successes. Yep, you managed to calm your horse down, even though it's hurt. One success. Yep. Okay, you managed to calm them both down. Um, this obviously, I think, plays into the fact that you, your, your, your night's been disturbed as well as being in a shit camp. Uh, and so you're you're exhausted. But the following day, uh, the, the, the lines don't... Oh, good point, actually. Let me re-roll that. And it was at minus one because he's... Think of me, Bob. He's spooked. So animal handling is minus one. Yes, that's right. And I'm exhausted, so... Okay, so you just had two less, two fewer dice. Yeah. So I'm now rolling three instead of five. I pushed, didn't I, already, so I won't push again. Okay. Um, yeah, I think your horse takes another point of damage. <clears throat> another point of damage? Yeah. Grit two. I said no. Tales of the Old West is brought to you by Effect. The music is Old West Game by Stu Venable, used with kind permission of the Angry Folk Media Empire. It's just like the last